my wish or my dream would be that everywhere in Europe or you know in the world, but let's stay <laughs> with Europe for now, uh, that it it can be a reasonable choice for a young person to decide that they want to work in youth work and it's not going to require them to sacrifice their future. Hello everyone and welcome to Under 30, a podcast brought to you by the youth partnership between the European Commission and the Council of Europe. I'm Ismopai Civico and together with Marita Balaj we'll be hosting this episode. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Under 30 podcast series of the EU Council of Europe Youth Partnership. Today's episode is a preview of one of our upcoming publications, Thinking Together and Leveling Up, a Thinking and Action Kit for the Continuous Development, Improvement and Strengthening of the Youth Work Field, which will be published soon. It's part of our Insight series and it's the first one to focus on youth work. It summarizes the results of a large-scale research project and presents it in a more engaging format and language. Today we have with us Aisha and Bastian, the two authors of the Thinking Kit. Aisha, Bastian, could you please say a few things about you? Thank you, Marietta. So my name is Aisha and I'm a youth worker uh, and actually a youth worker coming from a context where youth work is still really at the very early stages of being recognized. Uh, while it is being practiced for quite some time. So in that sense, I, I was very happy to be able to contribute to, to writing this thinking and action uh, kit that would help in different contexts, uh, all of us to actually support youth work uh, development further. Yeah, hello, I'm Bastian. I am a facilitator of learning in all kinds of different contexts. I, I grew up in the environment of the European Youth Centers in, in Strasbourg and Budapest, where I learned my craft, I would say. Uh, but now I work in all, all kinds of places. And I think I came into this project more as someone who's had some experience in writing, who's had some experience in, in explaining stuff to people, and who has a, a bigger or a a bit more of a distant view, uh, a little bit farther away from it, and who can, uh, it's not so much in the field, but looks at it from the outside. It is very important to keep a few things in mind before we dive into the content of the thinking kit. Youth work development is a continuum without a final endpoint. We can always improve it. There is also a diversity among different countries and different regions. For example, there might be different definitions or qualifications for youth workers. Therefore, the Thinking Kit is not a step-by-step -step guide. It aims to support you finding the best path forward in your own context. In the Thinking Kit, we talk a lot about your own context. This means your particular organization, your geographic location, the reality in which you work. The Thinking Kit is a reality check it's a journey, a checkpoint to bring forward the European youth work environment. Okay, perfect. So thank you very much, Marietta, for that uh, short introduction on what is actually the Thinking and Action Kit. And now I do have another question more towards our guests, so towards Aisha and Bastian specifically. And what exactly is a Thinking and Action Kit, but more from your perspective, a less theoretical perspective, what do you wish to achieve with it and what exactly is its purpose? Bastian, please, if you might want to start with that question and then we can give the give the word to Aisha. So when we were uh, thinking about 
how we will approach this work, we didn't want to do a toolkit. We would, uh, didn't want to give a set of instructions that was, okay, do this first and then do that and then do that and then you'll be successful. Because the contexts across Europe are just so incredibly different. And the starting points are so different. And also the, the things that would work in each context are so completely different. And so what we wanted to provide was a practical publication or a practical set of ideas that get people to think more questions than answers, really, but that all are geared towards action. So that it's not just saying with, oh, let's think about interesting things, even though that's a fantastic thing to do in your free time. But if you want to change something, if you want to make things better, then the thinking needs to be geared towards action. And so we wanted to give uh, a tool that allows people to think deeply and think together and have meaningful conversations with the stakeholders that need to be around the table, but that are all geared towards improving the environment for youth workers all across Europe. I think that is uh, that is very interesting what you said because of course youth work is not just there to give you answers it's mainly there to give you the framework and the tools to actually get the get the answers to the questions you're asking yourself so even the approach itself is kind of interesting when you say that we're not there to give the answers we're there to ask the questions I want everyone to think critically on what actually is the best uh, outcome or the best solutions to the problems that we have at hand especially when it comes to a diverse continent as is Europe and every country has their own realities uh, to deal with um, Aisha please yeah, I completely agree that that was that was our our approach. Maybe I can add just one little little thing uh, in adding to this thinking and action, which actually then became the title of the of the kit. No, uh, we we were looking uh, to actually prepare uh, ourselves and everyone who would be the future user of the of the uh, kit uh, to start thinking and then. To, to enter into action because even to reflect, you know, you, you need to have a certain perspective on what's the situation. You need to have a certain understanding of what's happening in your own context. But then also uh, uh, what we found is helpful from different experiences we had both as educators and youth workers is that it helps to know also the examples of how other people or in other contexts things have been done or it helps also to, to understand through a simple story of how that affects me or you know anyone, someone who is in the youth work uh, field or, or uh, in this particular uh, in this particular case who is a youth worker and is kind of looking for improvements in that in that field. And that's that's why you know in order to get to the reflection questions, to the thinking part, uh, and then to be to be really it's a best equipped to, to take some action and to uh, actually work on improving the uh, the youth work environment in your own context. We also provided a bit of a, let's say, translation of what has been collected in an in, in impressive knowledge book that Marietta was talking about, summarizing it to, you know, to, to, the, to the very uh, core of what, what were the findings and what was the, exactly the diversity of experiences across Europe, and then also what works. Uh, you know? And, and then we, we are really hoping that this will help also to inspire, to an extent to inspire also people 
who are thinking, okay, now we are stuck. We don't, you know, what else can we do? How can we move things forward? That those examples can can actually inspire, and the, the the little stories that we have there can actually show why is it important and how important it is that there are better conditions for youth work in every in every context in Europe or around the globe. For when it comes to, I mean, to the context, of course, of, uh, of youth work, we're speaking a lot about differences in different countries or in different actual realities, how youth work goes from one place to another. So if I understood correctly, is this a specific framework only for the European continent? Because you just said the world. And of course, when it comes to the world in itself, what do you exactly mean by that? Uh, because Europe is very different from the rest of other countries around the world. So can this maybe thinking kit, can someone from South Africa, for example, from Colombia, get the thinking kit and say, OK, I can actually replicate some of these things uh, in Europe? Do you, do you want Europe to actually become like a pioneer in making an example of what an actual st structural framework for youth work can be uh, around the world? I think there are two sides to that, uh, well, to, to the answer to that question. Uh, one is that primarily the, the Thinking in Action Kit is for European context. Uh, and, uh, you know, once you get to, to it, you can see that there is all this element of how can youth work at your context, local, national, regional, can be supported by certain developments uh, at European level or resources developed at European level, and, and et cetera. However, with that said, I think you know, uh, contexts in, within Europe are already so diverse. And the questions that we were asking uh, were, were really, we were trying to be as inclusive as possible so that no one basically really, even I would say, uh, and maybe Bastien here can also jump in, but I would say even anywhere in the world could say, well, this doesn't have anything to do with me, but rather that, okay, this question is a good question to start thinking about what, what we can do. And I think that's the, that's the value of the thinking and action kit, that the, the questions are such to open search for a, for a right answer, for a right uh, solution, if you want, in particular context. And of course, it helps with the, when at European level, there are certain resources and structures that are supportive towards youth work and uh, uh, its recognition and its, its role for uh, young people and societies. And you, Bastian, do you think that Europe, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you the same question, maybe you have a different uh, different perspective, because we do know that Europe has been leading in some things, for example, the green transition. Do you think it can be the same thing with youth work in itself and getting a general framework like you've been developing here, uh, asking the right questions in order to hopefully get the right answers? Do you think other countries, maybe your continents, as a matter of fact, can uh, take that same approach? The entire story of humanity is uh, going elsewhere, looking what works there, and then transplanting it to some degree into one's own context and see if it flourishes there. I mean, the potatoes from Peru uh, nourish the Irish for, and Polish and everyone in Europe, the chilies from Mexico are part and parcel of the Indian cuisine and et cetera, et cetera. So I would hope that people from across the world can look at this and not say, oh, this is how you do it, because that's not how this works. But they can, uh, that anybody who works with young people anywhere could look at this and say, okay, what could be my version of this? And what way could I be inspired to take a perspective on my context, look at the different stakeholders in my context, look at the resources that I have available to me that other people may not have, uh, but 
what do I have? Look around uh, and really see what might flourish here, what might work here, what kind of relationship between stakeholders is possible here and what is not possible here. And in what ways can I kind of create an ecosystem of uh, connection and of ambition and of um, vision that can allow the young people that live here have the resources and have the access and have a path into their future that is worth working for. What do you think? What can be the main impact of the thinking kit in Europe? Let's imagine we have already published the thinking kit, people start to use it and we can notice some changes. What do you hope to be the main impact of this publication on the life of a youth worker who works on grassroots level somewhere in Europe? I think our hope or my hope when, when we were working and, and when we were discussing about uh, this was that it definitely initiates, first of all, thinking and uh, uh, what, what we were saying, understanding the context, but then also initiates uh, changes and changes hopefully in a, in a direction of improvement of conditions for, for youth work. Uh, we have seen uh, in, the, in, the, in the knowledge book how uh, what, what the research has cap captured, how different situation it is from context to context. And our, our idea was that each one can improve, you know, even in the, in the let's say, the, the most developed uh, and supportive environment for youth work, there are still uh, things that could be improved. And uh, uh, that in, the, in the, let's say, least developed or the those uh, contexts where youth work is only at the let's say early stages of being recognized or even being practiced, that you know there is a, a horizon that you can see that you know this is still a starting point from which we can take th things forward. And when we were working on this, we were thinking not only about youth workers as initiators of such change, and I think that's important to to stress. Our idea is that actually anyone in the in the field could recognize themselves as somebody who can initiate this thinking and then action taking to, to change things. So it can be equally a, a youth worker who recognize themselves in, in, in this situation as much as educator of youth workers who could do something with their curriculums or, or work, work from that point onwards. It can be a policymaker, it can be a decision maker looking at you know legislation surrounding the surrounding the, the, the youth work. It can be an employer, anyone in the civil sector or in the uh, local authorities or in the you know, it's again very different from, from country to country, but every single actor uh, we hope will recognize themselves as somebody who could be that hero of a youth work development, let's say, so would be that person of initiating the spark of, of change, of improvement, of, you know, putting things in, in motion towards uh, reaching the, the better conditions. So I want to actually relay now a question uh, what was Bastian, because we are speaking about the disparities between the countries, and that's one of the gaps that actually needed bridging and how we can actually find an architectural framework, if you will, to put everything together. But we need to go, of course, from a high resolution point of view when it comes to very specific points and what actually happens to a low resolution point of view. So go open, uh, open up the scope towards the whole of Europe. Bastian, what do you think maybe 
the main pillars of that scope would be something that maybe everyone has in common uh, and not focusing so much on the uh, well on the specificities of each country or, or each reality. How would you be able to describe a bit how we can find our common ground and what would be the main things that maybe everyone needs to adopt? That's a tricky question because the high resolution is very fuzzy. <laughs> uh, and there is really such a diversity of youth worker realities. There are places in Europe where it is a very feasible career and there is a structure around it. You can study it. There are employment possibilities. There are career paths. You can grow in it. And then there are other areas where it is a hobby. Uh, and then people exploit themselves essentially to do what they love, but they live in very precarious situations. And there's a huge degree of inequality when it comes to this. And so we see quite a lot of youth workers that are then either going into this precarious situations and having very unstable lives around it, going from project grant to project grant and seeing how they can make a living from it or how they can keep surviving from it. And uh, who at some point move somewhere else maybe where they can actually make a living and make it a profession and not just a glorified hobby. And so I think it's very difficult to say what is needed everywhere. I think what is needed everywhere is a, a dissatisfaction with the status quo and a belief that more is possible. But what is also needed, I think, is that from whatever vantage point you have, whether or not you're a practitioner or a politician or a a professor who trains youth workers, is that it can start with you. It doesn't have to start with someone else. You don't have to wait for someone else. It can always start with you, which to me is a very empowering perspective. It also is an uncompromising perspective because then it means that if you want change, you actually have to do something and you can't wait for someone else, for the European Union to to give a framework or for the Council of Europe to give some solutions to it. But it actually has to start with you because no one knows your context as good as you do. No one can find a solution that works for your context as good as you can in dialogue with the other stakeholders. And I think that for me is the, is the main message here is that it has to start local or regional and it needs all those factors. It needs policy. It needs pressure from practice that they need the policy. It needs also then an opening in academia to actually take youth work serious and provide actual educational pathways to become a youth worker, maybe. And it needs all of this. And I hope also what this thinking kit then provides when people go in and they read examples from other countries that it it might instill a healthy sort of competition you know not not every development is done for you know the altruistic reasons that would be great if the development would be motivated from that sometimes it's just you don't want to be outdone by your neighbor and if from that motivation the possibilities for youth workers to do their work meaningfully without constant fear of precarity then so maybe it but at least uh, we have development in the right direction I like uh, that idea of a healthy competition that actually does help because some countries within within Europe uh, replicate some things that have already been working. We'll speak about a few examples a bit later on. But I have a question uh, towards Aisha because, uh, Bastian, you actually brought up policy and what politicians maybe can do to actually facilitate uh, these processes. But more, more importantly, my question as a, well, as a youth worker would be, how can we make sure that actually politicians don't dictate 
what youth workers do when maybe then themselves don't actually know what's going on at a local level, uh, how we can have that, that right balance between what's the role of youth workers specifically to actually create the viable framework in their own reality and how politicians can just leave a good platform for them to act upon and not necessarily impose ideas that might think that might be beneficial, but in the end don't end up working. What do you think might be the role of politicians uh, in that case, Aisha? Listen, I, I think it's really important here to understand that what we are talking about and what is being presented in the Thinking and Action Kit on youth work is not about the content of youth work as such. It is really around about everything that surrounds and provides conditions for me to actually do the quality youth work, meaningful youth work, to actually, you know, make a change in the life of a young person or whatever way you want describe what is it that youth work is actually there for. No? And I think in that sense, politicians absolutely have a role to play. I mean, politicians, decision makers, policy makers, all of those who, who are creating conditions surrounding how youth work, uh, where could it be practiced, with whom, under which conditions, you know, will it, will it be paid or not, how sustainable will it be, the, you know, the, will it have the role to answer to the old, question, to the old problems of the society or not. And in that sense, I think what we were what we were also trying to do with the, this this uh, kit is not to say that one of the actors has bigger responsibility than the other, not to say that one needs to lead and the others will consult or advise, but rather that actually, and you you will see in 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 the questions, one of the first things that we are asking people to think about is who else is around you, which of the actors, which of the profiles of people with power in the in, in in different ways power to influence the change that you want to to see happening and in that sense i think if the youth workers are initiating uh, certain change i mean from them it definitely needs to to come this connecting with the with the political level and with the policy level so that the change can be more sustainable if it starts from the from the political level from from the other side again you know it never works, and this is, I mean, known for from more fields than 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 one. And youth work is not is not an exception. It never works if you are just introducing solutions without actually involving the people to whom they are going to to actually address or whom they are going to change reality. So I, I'm hoping that with the, with our thinking and action kit, it will be very clear that what we are proposing even though we are asking questions, but we are proposing that uh, it's a consensus building work around what needs to change positively to improve the situation so that actually the youth work, ideally youth work, how we see it as a meaningful practice contributing to the, to the young people and to the societies is being practiced in a way that, uh, uh, that is the optimal in, in certain contexts. And that's and that's what what uh, uh, what what I would say there. I think that's the most important important part. We are we were stressing until now how you know the change can start from you and you know I can be the one, but I can be the one to initiate it. And this is an important element. I don't need to be a superhero and kind of do everything on my own. And actually, like that, it doesn't really work as you are in a medical movie. <laughs> but, you know, we are actually talking about initiating, starting the process and involving all the other actors, all the other stakeholders, so that together you can 
both think about the change that needs to happen or the concrete step that needs to happen and then actually make it make it happen. Yeah, I think what it really needs it is collaborative, confident humility on all sides, mm. right? You need, uh, in order to really develop youth work infrastructures and youth work practice architectures or practice environments, you need every actor to, to come to the table being really confident in how they can contribute and being really humble about where they need someone else. Right? You need policymakers who know like, yes, I know how to write good policy, but I really don't know how the practice looks like. And you need youth workers who come to the table and said, I really don't know how to work this policy stuff, but I really know the young people that I work with. And if both can come together with confidence in what they know and humility around what they don't know, that's a pretty good starting point, I think. I really like how you both presented the co-creation, let's say, of these uh, frameworks, because usually it's either one way or the other. It's either top down or bottom up, usually. And then you, we never speak about what things can I actually do to complement your work and what can you do to complement my work? And I think this collaboration indeed between decision makers and NGOs, or let's say international networks of youth workers, actually a big actor in Europe uh, in itself, is um is basically the best way to go and i think this actual thinking kit and action kit gives the resources to not only decision makers but also youth workers uh and everyone in the field to see okay what do i need what do i lack in and where can i actually be of, of service because again we can't change the world on our own we actually do need help uh from other people and we need to collaborate together and i think that's the whole basis of youth work is teamwork essentially uh, we're not alone uh in the in the journey in some way I would like to uh, to to ask a little closing question. Let's say, um, what do you actually hope that youth work will will be like in in five years? Let's say, how how would you see it? What do you think now? The adaptability we need to do, especially maybe COVID, for example, we are seeing some complicated situation of youth work around Europe. Um, what are the actions you wish that young people actually do take or decision makers take in order to improve? youth work around Europe and the framework in essence that you've been describing all throughout the episode and in the thinking and action kit? It's a very uh, difficult question. I'm thinking now is five years uh, uh, kind of too ambitious for what I'm hoping for or, you know, <laughs> or a year. Be enough? Yeah. Um, but I, I would start with uh, what, what I'm looking for already for some time and I hope the thinking and action kit can contribute to that because of this initiating of changes that, that is uh, somewhere in its purpose. I would, I would hope for consensus that youth work is uh, a practice that is uh, beneficial to young people and that access to youth work is really clear and uh, enabled for every young person across uh, different European contexts and, as I was saying, also even, even, even globally. But, but for five years, maybe to be to be to be uh, realistic and look at, at, at Europe, and I think with everything that needs to happen around around that is you know if this is the the aim uh, would really come to uh, come to place easily in, in a way you know if you are if there is really no doubt about the the benefits of impact of youth work on young people and society, uh, I think it would be much easier for all actors that we were describing and, and talking about to divert resources toward that and actually come, come up with 
particular solutions for different contexts to, to, to make it happen. I, again, we, we don't want to prescribe solutions and there are no clear solutions that would work work uh, uh, everywhere. You you have very different different situations, but I think we need to have always this kind of horizon or kind of vision in, in mind. So why would we need to improve anything in the youth work field? You know, if this if there is a clear answer to that question, then everything else I would say will, will come to play. So I'm I'm hoping in the next you know, as soon as the thinking and action kit is published, and, and uh, in years following that, that people will more and more come to this question: you know, why, and then starting concrete steps to actually make it make. I think for me, my my wish or my dream would be that everywhere in Europe, or you know, in the world, but let's stay <laughs> with Europe for now, uh, that it it can be a reasonable choice for a young person to decide that they want to work in youth work and it's not going to require them to sacrifice their future or it doesn't require them to uh, make really, really tough choices, but there is an infrastructure to become educated, that there is a supporter around, um, that there's a way to make this your life to make this your work and that there is an appreciation from society that this is crucial work that this isn't this isn't hobby stuff this isn't free time activities this isn't uh luxury this is actually foundational for a society and i think in the in the context of covid what we've seen is that the the caring professions are the ones that are really foundational and really fundamental when it comes to uh, a functioning of society. They've been labeled essential workers, but I would just call them the foundations of any community, the foundations of any society are the ones who care and nourish and nurture the well-being of the community. And youth workers are such people. And I think if they be, um, if we can work towards a recognition of the importance of this work and the, um, the recognition that comes with that is then that there is actually career pathways and there is actually a way to make this your work, raise a family on a salary that you are uh, receiving from it and, uh, and do this as your life's work. Then that would be a, a Europe I would be proud to be a citizen of, I think. And on those lovely ending notes, we have reached an end to our episode. Remember that you can access this publication and many others on our website. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram at EUCOE Youth to stay up to date with all our future content. Thank you very much and see you next time.